things back here on Hard Facts. Yes, I am Sandra Ezekwesili. And this is Nigeria Info 99.3. We are the nation's number one talk station. How can Nigerians hold elected officials accountable between elections? How can you do it? We all know that you get to vote them out every four years if they don't deliver. But they say prevention is better than cure. Quiet. So while it's great to be able to remove non-performing politicians every four years, are there ways, are, aren't there ways to force that politician to perform before the four-year term is over? It brings me to our big hard fact today. The next president will take office in one year and 48 days. So at that point, all the talk about whether or not the current administration has performed well, it will be over. The question becomes, how do you hold the next president accountable? And not just the president. In one year and 48 days, we will swear in the 10th National Assembly. Lawan Biamila may or may not be in charge. Some National Assembly members will return, while some will be new. Either way, as Nigerians, if you want good laws and reasonable budgets, you need to be able to hold your elected senator and rep accountable. Same at the state level. Either Governor Sowolu will return for a second term or we will have a, a new governor. Either way, I'm sure you will want to hold whoever is in Alausa accountable. Same with the state assembly members. Mudashiro Obasa Obasa could come back or he could not. He may not. And if he does come back, he may or may not be the speaker. How do you hold whoever is there accountable? That's what I want us to talk about today. Let's Let's explore ways... That the Nigerian citizens can hold the Nigerian government at all levels accountable. Well, let's start with the basics. First of all, how accountable do you think government in Nigeria currently is? Are some branches or tiers of government more accountable to the public than others? If you think the answer to that question is yes, which ones and which ones? And if you don't believe the government is very accountable, what do you believe are some of the reasons why? I'm asking this question because it's only when we recognize the reasons why a problem exists that we can figure out the solutions. No be so. Oh yeah, let's talk. 0700-993-993-993. 0700-993-993-993. That's for men. For women, 01465-7190. 01465-7190. Again, the questions are, first of all, how accountable do you think government in Nigeria currently is? Question two, are some branches or tiers of government more accountable to the public than others if you believe that some of them are which ones and which ones are they and if you don't believe government is very accountable what do you believe are some of the reasons why 
And let me remind you that I'm asking that question because it's only when we recognize the reasons that a problem exists that we can figure out the solutions. It's six minutes past five, zero one four six five seven one nine zero for women. For men, zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. Hello, thanks for calling. Hello. Hello, Wendell. Thank you for calling us. What's your name, sir? Chris on the line. Chris, how accountable do you think government in Nigeria currently is? My dear, if I am to read them by uh, let's say over 10, I will read them uh, 7 over 10 currently. 7 over 10? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because uh, I think uh, the, the, the satellite is more on the executive arm of the government. Okay. Regardless. But uh, where I think uh, we must channel more effort, mm. I think is on the legislature because just like you pointed out, some of them may make uh, return back to the National Assembly while some Oh, no, we lost the connection to Chris there. But Chris says uh, he will rate uh, accountability of uh, the government 7 over 10. 99.3, hello. Hello, good evening. Good evening, sir. What's your name? I'm Victor Bennett. Victor, how accountable do you think government in Nigeria currently is? Uh, based on what the first guy said, from 10, I was just giving it like 3% on that. 3% on that? Yeah. Yes. Do then uh, the area we have not been looking at mainly, mm. which is my major concern, is not even the executive legislature and uh, judiciary. My major concern is the civil servants. Those guys they have not, they are there until they are retired after 30 something years. Those guys in the office, the secretaries in the offices, mm. all these uh, 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 politicians, the appointees, mm. are you with me? Mm-hmm, I'm with you. Now, if any project is going to be executed, mm. for example, Fashola is a minister of uh, what's it called? Uh, works, am I right? Right. He's not, a, he's not the engineer. He doesn't know much about construction. Let's be real. Now, there are six that have expertise that are dealing on the statistics on construction. And they are the ones giving the minister are you with me? I'm with you. Mm-hmm. The estimate what is required to construct anything that are going to be constructed in Nigeria. These are the people that tell the, the minister how much and what is going to be needed to get this work done. Not the minister. They are the ones. That's why most of the ministers, when they ask them to come and defend their budget, they get fainted. They get collapsed because they don't know what to say. <laughs> My major problem is that we should be looking at the civil servants. Are you with me? But by taking the job, the minister is saying, I am able to control these people. That is where the National Assembly are getting it wrong, which is the error that needs to be corrected. It's only in Nigeria, which all of us know, that a lawyer will become a contractor. No, 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 it's not just balance. No, no, no. I, I, I want you to follow what I'm saying here. Mm? Mm. You're saying that eh, um, if as a minister you take the job, I'm saying yeah. that as that minister you're able to control all these engineers and, and uh, ministry people and secretaries, etc., etc. 
So, okay. if, so if these people, if these civil servants can bamboozle the minister, should the minister yes. not resign? The problem is just here between you know, the middle of the Nigerians are finding it difficult to resign on what they are unable to do in every sector, even in ministry. All right. Thank you very much for calling us. And it's also not true that uh, in other countries, um, uh, you know, politicians are not appointed with, uh, you know, in positions that they are not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for now, uh, in areas that they did not study in school. Because he made that, that comment, and I've heard Nigerians make that comment quite a bit. Uh, he said, oh, a lawyer cannot be uh, put to head like a, a transport ministry or an engineering ministry or something like that. In other countries, politicians can be appointed ministers in areas that they didn't study at all. So you take a look at someone like uh, Winston Churchill, for instance. Winston Churchill was Navy minister, but he was not a Navy man. So it happens everywhere. It's down to capacity. And if as minister, like I was asking that guy who just, uh, you know, left the call, like I was asking that guy, if as minister, the civil servants that uh, Nigerians are not looking at, the secretaries, etc., etc., if they can bamboozle the minister, should the minister not resign? Because when the minister takes the job, the minister is saying, I am able to control these people. If she proves that she cannot, in fact, control these people, should she not resign? Because remember, again, we're trying to get to the root cause. We're exploring, exploring the ways that Nigerian citizens can hold Nigerian government at all levels accountable. And my first question is, well, how accountable do you think government is? The first caller said 7 over 10. The second caller said th- uh, 3 over 10. My next question is, are some branches or tiers of government more accountable to the public than other branches? If the answer to that question is yes, which ones and which ones? If you don't believe government is very accountable, what do you believe are some of the reasons why government is not accountable? Today, we're just talking root causes. If we recognize the root causes, we can figure out the solutions. So one person has said, it's, we're even looking at the wrong people. The people we should be looking at are working in the ministries. Okay. But if a person is appointed to do a job, we have to assume they're being appointed because they're able. If a person gets in there and finds that he or she is not able to do the work, should they not resign? 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name? Good afternoon. My name is Peter. I'm calling from Maja. Peter, how um, accountable do you think government in Nigeria currently is? Well, if you, if you ask me, um, I'll give you minus one. Minus one? Interesting. Why? Um, Sandra, you and I know that how reckless a government official is. Okay. Very reckless. They are not accountable. They don't have that time. Okay, how can a governor, Buhari, vice president, senate president, receive security votes? What are you using it for? And yet, militancy is everywhere in Kaduna. So where is the security vote? Okay, so you've mentioned the executive now. Maybe the executive. Yes. Okay, so maybe the executive isn't accountable. Are there some other Daniel, branches? Are there some other branches of government that are more accountable to the public than others? 
course. Which ones? Except, um, 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 let me, let me, let me, let me. There are some states that I know mm. that are a bit uh, careful what they are doing. Okay. Which ones? Okay, I must be very sincere. Okay. Lagos State is a bit careful. Okay. What they are doing. Okay. Yes. Okay. If you ask questions, they will give you the answer. Okay. Though they might lie. Okay. But they will give you answer. Okay. But there are some states they can never give you an answer. Why do you think? I can mention it. One Why? is one river state, Abia state, the short, the whole of south, south, southeast. They are doing it with impunity. Why do you think this is? Why, why do you think this is happening in these states? Because, because the way we are wired, I'm from there. Okay. They, they, they believe, I, after all, I used my money to uh, um, uh, get to that place. Okay. So anything is me. Okay. And, 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 and that's all. Have you ever, have you ever, Sandra, mm. have you ever mm. had any government, any governor, any local government chairman mm. that said, Okay, it is. You render an account mm. at the end of a financial year. Have you ever had it? No. Everything is hidden in secret. So, please, Sandra, mm. 2023, if you cannot, if we cannot get it, we are in for it. All right. Thank you, Peter, for calling. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Hello, thanks for calling. What's your name? Yeah, Alaba, Alaba, how accountable do you think government in Nigeria currently is? Last week, yes, last week, I think I spoke with Wenimo. I think Wenimo is in studio now. I think she remembered that I spoke. I said last week, Saturday, I met with my, we used to meet with our assembly and then a representative of your person. Okay. And we are discussing about the change for his second, his third time, uh, B. Okay. So and I asked my student, and I asked him, ah, they're talking about this uh, concern allowance that is 35, 37,000, 38,000 that you receive in him, or that you receive as a concern allowance. Then how did you get this money? The little project that you did. Alaba, you have to call us back. Your line is not very clear. I don't know what's happening there. 99.3. Sorry about that. Women, call us on 01465-7190. Hello. Thank you for calling, sir. Sorry about that. Call back again if you can. Uh, for men, 0700-993-993-993. How accountable... Do you think that government in Nigeria currently is? Hello, thanks for calling. Hello. Hello, yeah, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, what's your name, sir? My name is Lekon Olatoye. Welcome, Lekon. Yeah, okay. Um, my quick contribution to this is that I feel that the way we have been programmed and wired in this country, mm. we are not meant to ask questions. Okay. And it boils down to the fact that we, the individuals, that's the 
the citizens this generally. We are more or less thinking about ourselves. As long as you can just take care of yourself in your own little comfort, mm. you are less concerned mm. about those people that you are putting in the power of position, mm. what they do. Mm. We don't ask questions. Even if you ask, we've been wired that, okay, they are not going to give us a, the, the kind of response that we want. Mm. And we take it as if that it's, we have accept abnormality to become normal in Nigeria, okay. which to do be. We need a total mind, I mean, our mind needs to be totally changed. Okay. The old citizen, mm. we need to change our mindset mm. that the people that are, we are putting in the position of authority, mm. they are there to serve us, mm. not the other way around. Okay. But right now, they see themselves as their mini God. We can't ask that question. Even if we ask, they, is either the feed they have the right to answer or they choose what they are going to answer. You get the point? Mm-hmm. So people are frustrated already. And our constitution is not helping matter. The constitution that we are using presently now is not helping matter. The whole institution is upside down. No institution is working. We cannot rely on anything. And as such, people are just pushed. One day at a time. As long as I can take care of myself and my family. Mm. Thank you for calling. It's interesting that he mentioned that thing about how we are a people who are not very prone to asking questions, which is why during the big three, uh, when a caller called in and, uh, you know, said, um, you know, how, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oshimba Jaws, uh, Oshimba Jaws, uh, hands were tied during his, uh, first, during his, uh, time as vice president and how well there wasn't really a lot that he could do. And I asked the question about, okay, well, he has been in charge of ease of doing business. Uh, what has he done with it in the seven years? Um, is it easier uh, to do business in Nigeria than it was seven years ago? Is it the same? Has it worsened? Uh, I got a few people sending me messages on WhatsApp. Oh, Sandra, why are you asking that question? You know, um, do you think that that's one of the root causes that we are very anti questions? Same thing when uh, Pito B came. Uh, on Friday and uh, was interviewed by Iriti Bakar Yusuf. Uh, you can watch that interview, by the way, on our on our uh, social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube. Our website is www.nigeriainfo.fm. Um, you know, he, you know, had the interview with Iriti and when we're talking about it on my show, I mentioned, well, he was governor in Anambra uh, during the Okwuzo SARS situation, right? Um, I mean, and he, he must have known about that situation. How could such cross human rights violations be happening under his watch i also got comments say oh sandra why are you mentioning that eh, you have an agenda so you have the person who's accusing me today of having an agenda <laughs> against uh Oshimbajo, and then you have the people who were accusing me of having an agenda against uh p2b when all i do as a journalist all i'm supposed to do as a journalist is ask questions one of the ways to hold government accountable is, after all, to ask questions. So is that caller right? The caller who I just spoke with, is he right when he says, we don't have a culture of asking questions? That's one of the problems. Do you think he's right? 01465-7190, that's for women. For men, 0700993993993. We're streaming live on Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. Oh, I got the same questions as well when... Uh 
Atiko and Wike declared. I had lots of questions as well. And you had people who were like, oh, you have an agenda against Wike. You have an agenda against Atiko. <laughs> so which is it? Someone actually said, I have somebody that I'm representing. You hear all kinds of things. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Good to have you on the show. What's your name, ma'am? I'm Chama. Chama, welcome. What do you think? I think uh, we're missing it. Okay. The local government, the councillors, they're supposed to be giving us whatever thing we want. Okay. And the grassroots reps. Okay. But they've not been allowed to do that. Mm. By accident or design. Mm. And that's what we should be able to, you know, fight. Mm. The issue of elections coming from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It should be from bottom to up. So that that way, people that are known to the grassroots mm. are voted in. And then not appointed or appointments given to those that are not or stooges. Mm. People that are known to, known, known to the government. So the other day I was speaking to somebody about some... Um, um, repairs mm-hmm. and he said in Lagos what you do is uh, the government awards contracts mm-hmm. down to local government level mm-hmm. and I don't think it's right and Sandra can I ask you a question sure when can you get this uh, minister um, transport commissioner to be to your program or ask him to open up that uh, the bus station they built on international airport route transport commissioner of lagos yes oh uh, we've yes. been trying for years i've been calling it. his line he, he, he you know it doesn't go through oh we've been trying for years and i spoke He's, to him once when he came on a jimmy this was a show program mm-hmm. and he didn't you know he could i mean you you're tolling and then you're you built places when you go towards Alimosho, you see so many buses parked there. Mm. Are we not part of Lagos? Are we not paying our own taxes? <laughs> Why shouldn't we be giving buses mm. to fly from International Airport Road to Lagos and other places? Mm. If we have that, I'm driving and talking to you now, and I wouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Please, get him. If he can't come, let him answer you. Put it to them. They should open it up, please. All right, Shoma, thank you very much for calling. That, by the way, is, you know part of what we're talking about today on uh, on on the big hard fact how can nigerians hold elected officials accountable between elections so we have an appointed um uh, a, a member of the executive the commissioner for transportation and several times i've reached out uh, mr commissioner come to hard facts let's talk about the transport sector there's so much that we need to talk about the transport sector is such a crucial part of lagos let's talk he will leave me on red on WhatsApp or he won't even pick my call. I'll call, I'll call, and call. He won't pick up the call, you know. So how do you hold elected officials accountable? That's the big question we're asking. What are the reasons why government isn't very accountable? 0700993993993. I'm trying to make sure we don't have a break coming up, so I'll see if I have time to take one more call. Yes, I do have time to take one more call. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? Good afternoon. Good, good to have you on the show. My name is Emmanuel, calling from Ikorodu. Welcome. Go ahead. 
found out the reason why people are attacking you this afternoon is that uh, because of your usual comment that one million Nigeria can be wrong. They can be wrong. That means if we, if you are saying that, it means that we should follow the crowd. So that is why people are always tackling you when, by saying you don't allow them to ask questions. So that is why I wanted to contribute in your show. I love your shows. But that comment you always made that one million Nigerian Lagos cannot be wrong is a wrong statement in my own idea. I'm trying to be corrected. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for calling. All right then. 99.3. Hello. Ah, Good to have you on the show, Prince YS. Um, so we have a break coming up in 40 seconds. Uh, is 40 that enough? Seconds. 40 seconds. Is that enough time for you? Our local government chairman, mm. our representative, our senator, that's your question. We said that yes to represent our interests. The first to do, we have every right to meet them in their office, which they regard for public uh, this thing. We have to write them, we can invite them, write them, cable talk, all these things. So we have to ask them, we send we them to God and say, you fail to this, we have, we have this. Have- all right, sorry about that. We have that break coming up. We have to go. But stay here because we're still talking about this after the break. Don't go away. It's 5.31 and I'm asking you today, how can Nigerians hold elected officials accountable between elections? Like I said before the break, we know that you get to vote them out every four years if they don't deliver. But they say prevention is better than cure. So while it's great to be able to remove non-performing officials, non-performing politicians every four years, are there no ways to force that politician to perform before the four-year term is over. I told you the next president will take office in one year and 48 days. So that means at that point, the current administration performed well, the current administration did not perform well. All of that will not matter anymore. The question will now be, how do you hold the next president accountable, the next set of National Assembly members, the next governors, the next set of uh, House of Assembly members? How do you hold them accountable? Most of the time, Nigerians are complaining about government. You tune into Nigeria Info at any point of the day, except on Ada Blessing Show on the overnight and on sports, even though depending on which story is on sports, if it's NFF, Nigerians are complaining about the government. And I don't just mean the federal government. I don't just mean the ruling party. Generally, since 1999, most times, most Nigerians are unhappy with most of the people ruling them. And yet, and yet, and yet, whenever elections come, those same leaders that the people say they are unhappy with usually end up winning. How do you explain that? How is it possible that people will be so dissatisfied with their leaders and yet keep re-electing them? Zero one four six five seven one nine zero zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero. That's for women. Men call us on zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three. Hello, thanks for calling. Hello, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? 
I am Eze Doom from Surrey. Welcome. <laughs> I am laughing, Sandra. Why? You know why? Why? Asking such a question in a Nigerian state is like asking somebody to go and do the house in the river. <laughs> Remember that former British that Nigeria is fantastically corrupt. Sandra, mm-hmm. remember that Michael Kodemajo moved a motion for the Senate to enact the State of the Union address. It was stood down. Why? That State of the Union address by the President or at the, at the end of the year will mandate the President to tell the nation what he is doing. That's one apart. Sandra, mm. if you are given a money you did not suffer, to make, you will be in financial proficiency in spending it. Because of oil and the sharing formula, the core laziness which have crept in our bones cannot allow that. You see, Sandra, mm. the reason for that is because of the lack of nationalism. Most Politicians you see that are parading themselves of they don't love Nigeria. They don't believe in Nigeria. Okay, but Sandra, that but that's politicians is a doom. How about us citizens? Tell, let me tell you this. If you establish a company and you have the 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 the, the mind and the and the sincerity to grow your company, hmm. you will not embezzle the money you will amass to grow the company. You will ensure that everything is managed well. Hmm. Because of Nigerian structural imbalances, which have created thick red lines, divisive lines, whenever a leader comes on board, whether as a governor, as a senator, as a president, they don't think of the nation. What they think is about their gain how they have influence in that chance. And yet, they keep winning elections. Explain that. You know why? Why? You know why? Why? Poverty and... Poverty. Isn't poverty... Pov- and because sh- of... Shouldn't poverty stop them from winning elections? Both people are not involved in political landscape. Sandra, mm. let me tell you this. Mm. Somebody like former CBN governor, Moralo, is it Moralo? Moralo. Who is an unknown party? Moralo not being in APC or PDP is wasting his talent. Because you know that you are in a party that will not win election. If you are in a PDP or APC, the progressive minded politicians will point you to go and stand for them. Because of people like Moralo who are not involved in. 30 political parties in Nigeria, he cannot withstand the heat in APC or PDP. That's why they will go and be passing a popular emotional party. Ezedum, thanks for calling, but I don't believe Ezedum is answering my question, to be honest, because like I said, since 1999, everything Ezedum called in now and said, Nigerians have been saying, and yet, whenever elections come, those same leaders that the people say they are not happy with usually end up winning. How do you explain that? How is it possible that people will be so dissatisfied with their leaders and yet keep re-electing them? 99.3, hello. 
Sandra, good evening. Good evening, how are you? My name is James, I'm fine. James, what do you think? First of all, I want to protest. Why? <laughs> Why never Kelvin calls? Mm. You go like, hi, Kelvin. <laughs> the guy was even, he was even giggling and blushing today. <laughs> eh? Look, Kelvin, if you are listening, we know where you live. Oh. We will wait for you and enjoy that Bible stuff. This is Andrew, eh? yeah. about this thing you are talking about. Yeah. It's not that um, we just like to vote incompetent and senseless people into power. Mm-hmm. That we don't have a choice. If uh, look at um, the current political shenanigans that's going on in the national platform today, if you remove it, I will be an Oshibajo from the, from the permutations. All these people, we all know what they've done. We all know how bad they have been. So, look, there is at least one example of when we had someone who had done something nice and, and when Bola and um, what's his name, BRF. Um, you know, who said he wasn't going to have him get a second term, but because people in Lagos had liked what he had done, and we may declare that even if the man went started a a new political party, in motion was political party, you would vote for him. And he can't he can't use any sense. He let it correct. He let the guy run, and the guy um, got second term. Although since he gone to federal, he has joined the bad boy bandwagon. So the point of the matter really is that until we have something like um, um, independence candidacy, when a person in my area here, for instance, my estate, we'll be, we'll be having corruption and people dropping their statement and everything. So one guy came into power, like, and became the chairman like uh, six, six years ago or four years ago. And within then and now, my mindset has transformed. Mm. Everything is it's like, it's like, let's like say, a new place. <laughs> I believe. Mm-hmm. And I've been here since 2011. This is my 11th year in this place. If this kind of man would run for local government chairman, I mean, would he go door to door to demobilize for him? But the person, before a person like that can get a ticket from an APC or a PDP, you go don't steal money. You go do ballet for body loan. You go do anyone whatever I needs to do for the big weeks in the, um, the PDP. So the point of the matter is that they just keep giving us um, to do the and to do them. And we don't have a choice. We vote for one or the other. Mm-hmm. And so we have something like independent candidacy. And that's where it will be. That's where it will be, he says. Do you agree? Thank you very much for calling. You know, there's a saying that you can only be accountable to your boss. Are Nigerians the bosses of their politicians? On paper, they are. But what about in reality? Because the entire idea of democracy is that politicians will perform well because they are afraid of voters, because they are afraid of getting voted out. Politicians will do anything the voters want. That's the idea on paper. That's why in America, 
everybody is, you know, channeling Trump because Trump gave white America the lever to be themselves. And so more and more politicians who are Republicans in America are trying to do what Trump did, are trying more and more to give that base what they want because that's the base that votes for people that are like Trump. So that's the idea on paper. But take away that fear of if you no do as we like as voters, we no go vote you. And suddenly the politicians can do anything they like. Are Nigerian politicians afraid of voters? I need you to stop, pause, think about it. Think about everything the politicians do in the four years leading up to the election and during election season. Are Nigerian politicians afraid of voters? How scared is the average politician that if he doesn't do well, the people will vote her out? Let me tell you a story. Back in 2006... A friend of mine was visiting a member of the Bayelsa State um, House of Assembly. They were visiting in his office. And my friend was in the waiting room, which was full of people who were waiting to see Honorable. Most of them were complaining about one thing or the other. Ah, Honorable, no, they try. Honorable, don't disappoint me. Where, where? Me 2007, come, go show and pepe. For 2007, go come out Honorable. All of them in the waiting room saying that and on and on and on. Eventually, it was my friend's turn to see the Honorable. He was in the office with a couple of other assembly members and they were just laughing and gisting. You know that big man laugh? <laughs> and gisting. And then... Uh, the member my friend came to see said something. He said, don't mind those people in the waiting room. Oh, they think I can't hear them. <laughs> they are now shouting 2007, 2007. I just, they look like, say, I know they hear them. Leave them, oh, nothing where they feel do. When 2007 come, we go share small money, give them. All of them go loyal. All of them go loyal. And guess what? In 2007, he won. And when he told me that story, I was like, are Nigerians too forgiving with their politicians? Are they quick to forget their anger? Or are they just too hungry to remain angry? Does the level of poverty in society make it impossible for the electorate to hold leaders accountable since they can't resist the bribes during campaign season? And if that's the situation, how do you fix a problem like that? How do you fix a problem like poverty? I mean, if someone believes that they are so poor that they cannot turn down stomach infrastructure, telling them don't sell your votes, <laughs> that's a waste of your time. Now, you sabi, they speak grammar. It may sound good, 
but it will not change their behavior. So how do you change that behavior? What do you think are the ways to create an incentive for poorer voters to reject vote buying? Telling them, ah, you sell your vote today, 5,000, now you go carry for four years. Oh, that cup of rice, you go belefu you for four years. Now you sabi, oh. All that voter is thinking about is, my family go share chop today. How do you create an incentive that allows that voter to say, I no go collect this money? Let's start there. See, Lagos, I want us to have a real conversation here. You know how on Balogun and Broad, we have real conversations about business. Right now, I want us to have a real conversation about politics and the way it works in reality, on the streets, in the villages, not in the textbooks. Because let me tell you, as long as people accept vote buying, the electorate cannot hold the government accountable. And as long as people are poor, telling them with mouth not to sell their vote, it will not work. So how do you stop vote buying in the present reality so that Nigerians can hold their leaders accountable? 01465 7193 and then when you talk of, um, you know, like making people not to accept, do you know what will make them not to give more rights and money? What? When we start electronic voting, you just vote and go into your business. Those thoughts that they are chasing after their bosses, mm. it, it won't work again. So to give money will not even be possible okay. because you know that once you give money, it will not, the thumb will, click, you know, will count. Okay. So once we change the voting system in Nigeria. Hmm. All those things will go. And they know. Okay. Sandra says electronic voting is the answer. But before we started doing uh, the PVCs, you know, we started with the TVCs and then moved to the PVCs, um, people were buying votes. And then when PVCs came, PVCs were supposed to stop the problem of vote buying. Do you know what politicians did? They switched. They now started saying, well, show me your PVC, or they will even buy your PVC from you. They buy your, buy your PVC from you. Some of them will follow you to the, uh, to the polling booth to make sure you press your thumb where they want you to press the thumb before they give you the money that you're collecting. You have to understand that for politicians, now their work be this. The way where journalism now my work, the way where business now your work, politics now their work, and they sabi the work where where. If I have a problem in my office today, if I have a professional problem, I find new ways to solve it. I find innovative ways to solve it. Electronic voting, for those who believe it's the answer, becomes a problem for the politicians, and they will find a way to solve that problem. So again, back to the voter who is actually the most important tool, the most important instrument during um, the election cycle, the campaign season, and the four years while the elected person is in office. How do we create incentives? What are the incentives that helps that voter say, I no go collect stomach infrastructure? 
99.3. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? Sandra. Welcome. Yes, this is Sandra. Uh, I'm Valentine from Ikorodu. Valentine, welcome. The issue is that uh, unless the citizens are empowered and able to be self-sustaining, unless they are empowered, mm. they are empowered, mm. so there will be no need to be able to buy their vote anymore. But the person that will do the empowerment is the government. Government does not have that incentive is, to... The government will do everything to make sure the members, the citizens are empowered. So they can always force them to collect money. So let's, they need this so, money. so let's assume that government, um, you know, has a vested interest in not empowering. Mm-hmm. Are we doomed to vote buying forever? Let, let me tell you, mm. if the people are hungry mm-hmm. and they are poor, mm-hmm. they can collect anything to make sure they sustain their life. That's the only thing. So unless there's a means, maybe they call it you, or there's a means that it seems to come in power. Mm. Create a job, you know, sustain themselves, take care of their family. Mm. If you're talking of uh, the them standing to vote their mind, mm. then not, if not, this problem will continue. All right. We'll keep talking on the newsroom today from 6.15. Don't miss that conversation. But let's talk to you, 99.3. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Thanks. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. What's your yeah. name, ma'am? My name is Biodun. Biodun. Calling from Misolo. Welcome. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the whole issue now is not even about vote by okay. alone. Okay. What the uh, politicians don't want us to even come out to vote. Because they have devised a means of you know, sharing the number of votes of people who did not appear amongst themselves. Okay. So you don't have to be there. They want that. So even if you say people should go out and vote, they will still do what they want to do. And people are fed up. That is just the issue. People are fed up, she says. <laughs> How you one day fed up for matter will concern you. Because elections have consequences. In the four years between election, there's so much consequence that can occur. So, can you really afford to be fed up? It's like being fed up of eating, or being fed up of breathing, or being fed up of, you know, drinking water when you're thirsty. Can you, is that really something we can afford, being fed up? Or is this a battle that we have to, like, just persevere and keep going? We've got more messages. Let's take a look at them. Um... Nigerians, uh, I don't know what you're talking about there. Sandra, you just said it all. Politicians will always find ways around e-voting. Sandra, to answer your question, it starts with us starting at the polling booth. While on queue to cast your vote, you find anyone sharing and receiving money, fight against it or stop it. That's the only way we can move forward as a nation. Resist others from accepting or collecting bribes to sell their votes at the polling booth. Hmm. Will that work? Sandra, good evening. Do you know why these leaders keep winning and miss our suffering? Sandra, it's illiteracy. Since election is about numbers, educated and uneducated, we are unfortunate in this part of the world because we have over 60% of poor and uneducated voters, especially in the northern region, where people can easily be manipulated. Ah. Voters in the south are also, uh, some, of, some of them, illiterate. Some of them undereducated. A lot of them uh, um, accepting bribes. 
so it's I, I i have a problem every time people say that thing about um you know voters in the north we have that problem in the south as well uh, we've got a message here from Ralph who says our political office holders need to start swearing in with Amadioha or Shongo. <laughs> I have a young man who will be joining me on Thursday who is going around Nigeria trying to prove that Juju is real or not real. And so far, nobody has been able to come forward and demonstrate for him on camera that Juju works. So maybe Shongo and uh, the other ones, maybe that uh, is not the answer we're looking for. And in any case, if Juju is real and Shongo and the other ones work, you can always get an antidote. No be so. <laughs> At least that's what Nollywood says. All right. I have to end here. But thank you for being a part of this show. This is a series. We'll continue this conversation on Monday next week. As the elections draw nearer, we need to start thinking about creative ways to hold political office holders accountable. You can find me in the meantime on social media, S. Ezekwesele, Sandra Ezekwesele everywhere. Those were your hard facts. Lagos, have yourselves a fantastic, fantastic evening.